0: This is The Social Geek Radio Network. George, Vanessa Aitaya, Ingrid Schneider, and Thomas Scott. All right, today's episode is brought to you by Career Plug, Service Minder, Hughes, and the panel is next after this word from Franchise Hire. Franchise Hire is a boutique recruiting and executive search firm on a mission to make recruiting obtainable for all franchisors and demystify the complexities of working with a recruiter. They offer simple fee structures, flexible payment schedules, and a guarantee period the client chooses. Franchise Hire specializes in crafting customized and creative approaches to share the brand's story and secure talent that provides exponential value year after year. Learn more at Franchise Hire Joining the podcast today are Emily George, Vanessa Itea, Ingrid Schneider, and Thomas Scott talking about personal branding. Ingrid, we're going to start with you. Tell me a little bit about why you think. Personal branding is so critical right now for all of us in franchising and outside of franchising.
1: Well, being obsessed with branding, I think it's a natural way to build a brand is through your personal brand. And um, I also think it gives people an opportunity to get to know you. So I'm selling a product, right, which is stay in your lane. And they get to know that I'm an expert in what I'm doing. They get to know my personality. They get to know that I'm a real human, living a human experience. They get to know what I care about. All of those things are important. The human side, as long as goes goes together with the business side in that. And I think that's where the magic happens for me personally, when I get to see somebody online and I see, you know, Emily's life and she's got a cat and the cat is in the, in the photos with her and, you know, photo bombing her business calls or, you know, her, her um, love for bartending, all of those things come through as part of her personal brand. But I also know that she works for FBR that she does a great job dealing with clients and talking about data, which is not always fun to talk about. I don't know how you guys do that. All day. It's just, you know, it's fun. For sure. For sure, I guess. But that's, that's kind of my answer to that question of why it's important.
0: Anybody else have any opening thoughts on why this is becoming more and more important? Danessa, we'll go to you next.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ingrid, I, I think you, you hit it on the head right there. Um, I think people buy from people. Um, before it was about, um, you know, I, I think society continues to evolve and, and now we are in an experience society that we wanted, we want to know who we're buying from, we want to like them, we um, we want to trust who we're, who we're working with. We want to know that they're authentic. Um, I, it's different. It's different than before it was have the best product. We'll tell you all the benefits and features of the best product. Um, but but that's not how we buy. That's not how we make decisions. And, and you know, you think about what made that change. And I think about COVID. Ingrid, you were talking about seeing our cats and our kids and photobomb all of our Zooms. We loved that. We It's like... You have a personality. You, you you're a great data person, but I, I love that personality. I love that we get to see a, a little glimpse into your your personal life because that's ultimately who we are. So um, yeah, I, I think it's extremely important now.
0: Danessa, I see you a lot on all of the social channels with the family on ski trips and fun things like that. Lots of lots of adventure happening out there. And I think that's kind of become part of your personal brand that, you know, you've got this kind of adventurous side. You're not just another person doing the same job for another brand that, uh, that, that we're all uh, talking about. And it almost gets to the point where now I have to ask you to tell me a little bit about the new gig that you just started recently. What's, what's going on there?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So um, which is, is why, you know, having your personal brand is so important. You know, you start, um, as you know, I just recently joined the five star franchising team, um, heading up their uh, Bio One uh, brand. And, um, y- you know, my years of experience in residential cleaning, I think, eventually led me down this path here. But um, as I've had the opportunity to meet the franchisees, you know, the, they immediately want to know who who am I? They don't care about 30 years of franchising. They don't care about how many years I was with this brand or that brand. They want to know who I am. And um, I actually... I, you know, I think I, somehow I am extremely lucky and the stars just align for me. I don't know why, I don't know how, but I must've done something really good in some previous life. But I, when I started, I had the opportunity to go down, um, on their top achievers trip. So I'm like six days old into the brand and I got to go, um, to their, go to their top achievers trip where I had, uh, seven, franchisees for bio one and, and all sorts of other um, five-star brands and their top achievers. And you get to sit in the pool with a drink and say, Hey, um, who are you and what do you represent? And it was really awesome because it was you realized you're connecting when you're in the pool and talking about your kids and your family and the things that you like to do and and that you know I'm a firm believer and we pay for experiences we don't pay for things like that for yeah. me is not important. I would all day long do a ski trip or I would all day long do um you know uh, spend time with my kids um at their soccer games you know things like that that for me are fun. And that's when you start to connect and you talk to franchisees who are like, oh, um, that's what we believe in too. We're, you know, we're building a cabin up here so that our family can make memories for the rest of their life. I think when you're leading a brand and any leader, you have a brand, whether you, you, whether you were intentional or whether, it's a good brand. I mean, there are some that maybe don't have a great personal brand. But for me, I I look at it and say, my family is a big piece of who I am. My faith is a big piece of who I am. And and the experiences that I have, that's what you get when you get to work with Danessa.
0: So. And I think something you said there really, really resonates these days. We spent the last several decades building up as you said, 30 years in franchise experience. And last year we sold 75 units. And, you know, the year before that we made X number of millions of dollars. And I think for a long time, people of my generation, especially, that was impressive, right? We only wanted to do business with the biggest and the best and the people who are growing more and more. But a lot of the people we're doing business with now, that just doesn't matter quite as much as something on that more personal level. So now I'm going to go over to the world's oldest general Zer, and that's Thomas Scott. Man, (laughs) you have been killing it on all of these new channels over the past few weeks. If anybody is in franchising and you haven't seen Thomas Scott a lot lately, it means you're probably not on TikTok, Instagram, LinkedIn, or Twitter. So Thomas, what's going on with this sort of rebirth of your personal brand and reaching out to a whole new generation of entrepreneurs?
3: Yeah, you know, it's it's that's an interesting point. And I think my take is a little different than Ingrid and Danessa's. Um, I think personal branding, the, the entire nature of personal branding evolved recently. And I think we're in the influencer age. And if you're a founder of a franchise brand, a brand manager, a development person, we have this unique kind of shift in culture and technology where the content stream is how people get to know you and learn about you and relate to you. And so if you make that jump away from websites and Google and the traditional, I was a pretty avid LinkedIn poster before, but, you know, I went from, you know, 15 or 20 profile views a week to 200 a week now, like it's ridiculous. Like I have this insane amount of stuff. And so we bought into the short form video kind of idea that the short form video is the new SEO and that's the new replacement for Google. And, um, people in franchising, being the relationship business that it is, which you guys are talking about, you have to communicate who you are. Whether it's to be um, a 53 year old Gen Z person, that's what I identify with, or um, you know the Peter Griffin of franchising, whatever <laughs> you know, whatever it is that people say, you know, like people want to do business with me, and I build intensely personal relationships with my franchisees and um, they, they do business with me because they tune into the to the stream like and on TikTok I've got a thousand followers and I get about 10,000 likes a month it's a lot like for somebody who's not you know the like I I definitely don't look in the mirror and go gee you're an influencer <laughs> that's not the way I think about it. <clears throat> but I think I have valuable stuff to say with my 25 or so years in franchising having franchised nine brands and I've been a supplier and a multi-unit owner, and you know I've been all over franchising in every end of the business, and um, you know I've, my bag of tricks is really big. Like I know how to coach people. I have ideas on young entrepreneurs. I have ideas on how to thrive in a recession. I have ideas on how to grow a prosperous business and gain professional development through the franchise model. And I talk about some of my personal stuff. I talk about my six kids and my wife, four French bulldogs, and. My, you know, my music collection that I got going on here in Nashville, but, uh, um, but, you know, I talk about business a lot and I talk about business in, in a personal way. And in a lot of ways, it's, you know, Gary V came to the IFA, was it three, four years ago? I forget yeah. what I was, And he said, you guys need to be posting content. And we all listen to him. Like everybody, all three or 4,000 of us in the room, we all sat and listened to that. (laughs) And I finally, like being a marketing person myself, like I said, well, why don't we just do this right? And doing it right is posting 30 videos a month on seven platforms, doing one or two a day. Like it's way more intense um, to really do personal branding. But I have, um, just to talk about results for a second, you know, we've sold three franchises this year that have resulted in conversations that started from the video personal branding like just like I, I have a calendar link and people will reach out to me on native linkedin or tiktok or instagram and we end up with conversations and meetings and i'm talking to a ton of brokers and i mean i have like actual real say i mean i've been a lead generator with brand journalists for 15 years and i've never seen anything that works like this like this yeah. is a whole other era and i, I think what i'm doing you're going to see everybody do that in two or three years
0: and what I think you were doing before, though, you said you've been on LinkedIn for yeah. probably 15 years, right? Yeah. What you were doing before was what we all were doing for the past decade and sharing an article from the Wall Street Journal, right? Or sharing something about yeah. the IFA or sharing something from an industry publication or, you know, maybe, maybe something from Mashable. Uh, is Mashable still around? I used to share that stuff all the time. All the time. You
3: don't really know what happened to it.
0: Right.
1: Or you know, I'm a
3: podcaster. I've had a long-running, kind of well-attended podcast on franchise development called "What the Franchise," and I would post that. And I would write. I'm a writer. I was a journalist by trade, so I I write really long articles. I've done them for lots of different publications. I mean, I'm a content marketer. Like I would say, but there's
0: something about these videos that have that have struck a chord, right? It's not sharing, yeah you know, a take on somebody else's stuff or a link to something else. And maybe it's just the algorithms love the videos. So, you know, you put a video up and more people are going to see it. And, and that's yeah. what this is all about.
3: You know, yeah, the journalism maxim is there's a story behind every door. And you and I have talked about how in franchising, there's just, there's no such thing as a bad franchise brand. There's just brands that don't tell stories and brands that do a really good job of telling their story. Like Bio One is a fascinating concept. Like it's haven't been a newspaper journalist myself, like that's a crazy concept. I love that concept. Like it's it's creepy and fun and interesting at the same time. It's kind of an interesting mix, you know, and Ingrid's got a really cool story about managing rock brands and producing movies and running body shops and franchising. That's like some kind of weird <laughs> stuff that she's got going on. You know, and so we've all got, you know, and <clears throat> Jack opened up for Cheap Crick and used to have really long mullet hair. It was
0: kind of cool back in the day. Was, <laughs> we'll share that story at a later time.
3: <laughs> you know, we all have stories <clears throat> and Emily, I don't know you really well, so I, I don't have a story about you yet, but.
0: Oh, we're we're about to get to know Emily really yeah. well. In fact, let's go there right now. So <laughs> Emily, everybody, everybody knows you as what, how do you describe your personal brand in franchising these days?
4: Uh, I think a lot of people know me as the whiskey lady in franchising, (laughs) uh, to be real honest about it. I started doing Whiskey Wednesday videos thanks to Graham Chapman and the team at 919 Marketing and really Cater Danford was the person who who got me really involved in that. Um, And I had been hesitant to share that part of my life in my professional life um, because it was my profession being in bars, as I say, being behind bars. Um, I worked as a bartender for a lot, a lot of years, but I didn't carry that with me when I went like real professional and I'm using air quotes there because I was a real professional in bartending. But then I, I became like an air quotes, real professional when I went into technology and then franchising. And I just I just hadn't actively shared that part of my life. But I started doing it and dang, didn't people respond if you post a quick video of yourself in front of 800 liquor bottles. They want to know what that's all about and where are you? And And where are you? And how far are
0: you from where I'm at? Right.
4: And can I get there in the zombie apocalypse? (laughs) And it was really, it was really cool. Like, I think it humanized me for a lot of people. And then, you know, we go through the pandemic and I continued to post all of those videos and then we get back in person and how many people just walked up to me, oh, you're the whiskey lady, you're Emily, you're the whiskey lady. And it was just an immediate breakdown of barriers and walls. And then it becomes the conversation of what else I do. And I think now people are more familiar that I am both Franchise Business Review and the Whiskey Lady, but it's still a great conversation. And it's it's a fun way for people to know me.
0: Aren't you glad that you decided to, you know, sort of shift back and, and include that part of your life? I'm assuming there was a time when you were, maybe not hiding your your past but you know you you weren't really talking about whiskey when you were when you were in front of customers and and talking about the business and how long of a of a span was that that you kind of you know pulled back on that a little bit
4: Yeah, it was was probably a couple of years. And I think for me, I I started not sharing a lot of that because I really wanted to establish myself as this new professional. Mm. And kind of shame on me in that thinking because I have also always been the person who has said, you know, like my resume reads like the whole being greater than the sum of its parts. And we should always look at people as being greater than individual experiences and man the more experience you can have the better but yet then I'm this person who's going to try to tuck away this big part of myself because it doesn't seem to fit this new mold Uh, so yeah it was it was probably a year or so that I really tried to tuck that away and it's so much a part of who I am hospitality is so much a part of who I am whiskey history is so much a part of who I am I, I couldn't keep it you know in the dark for too long
0: that's such a great thing to include, especially in this franchise community. I've always said some of the best franchisors and franchisees I've ever talked to were people who've worked in hospitality, right? Yeah. So, I mean, they know how to take care of customers and they know how to take care of a business. That's that's 99% of everything that we need to do every day. So um, I, I love that you're kind of bringing that part back into franchising. Does anybody else have a sort of a history of sort of hiding their personal side or or maybe their personal passions in in favor of just being all business all the time. Well, you know,
3: it's it's an interesting, you know, I've run coffee shops. I'm not a bartender, but I've been a barista and like I'm all about that. a very similar kind of field. And Ingrid is always on me to be to um, be a little more storytelling about personal stuff because You know, like there's people in franchising that are all business. And as a business person, I really like enjoy that kind of whole thought. Then there are people who go so far on the personal extreme that you don't know if they know how to talk about business. Like there's like you got to find the (laughs) intersection of the two, you know, like it's like somewhere in there is irrelevant. And I I did a reel last week um, about a a marketing story in my coffee shops. We were we roasted third wave coffee. And we took Starbucks mugs and put toilet brushes in, them in the bathrooms and just to be snarky at Starbucks and make fun of them. And we weren't really being mean about it. I like Starbucks. It's a great brand. And they did a lot to build cafe culture. But, man, we got a ton of Instagram play on that. People would come out giggling from, the, and they, you know, they would tag us in their pictures and I still get tagged in those. And it's, um, you know, it was a good story about standing up and doing creative marketing to differentiate yourself and franchising. What is it you do? What do you stand for? Like why, where do you make a stand and how you do it? I think if you can make a personal story and tie that to the business you're in, then it goes to the next level. Like, then it's like, Oh, that's brilliant. Or I like that. I got, you know, uh, Five thousand likes or something on one of those reels about the Starbucks mug. It was just the kind of it's just a you know if you're if you've been like the Ness has been been around for two or three decades, you have a pile of stories like that <laughs> that you can it, and just they're interesting to listen to if you leave your personal stuff and you make it a inclusive you like you're having. It's one of the things I like about the videos and personal branding is it's you really building an intimate relationship with somebody on a one to one basis and that's really cool. Unlike a, you know, uh, a graphic on Instagram, on LinkedIn or a quote or some kind of just generic business thing, when you're talking and it has captions on it and it's a personal statement and you're looking people in the eye, um, like it it just, it's a different uh, emotional connection. Like the story just breaks through all the noise. Like Mm -hmm. it's not really.
0: Yeah. I want to go back to that personal connection on some of these social channels, but but first I, I did want to hear from Danessa or Ingrid on, is there any part of your personal life or passions or other projects that you've struggled with sort of bringing that into the spotlight of your professional area?
1: I, I don't think I've hidden things, but I think that like when Emily talked about like being the whole person, I think my history doesn't make sense to a lot of people. They're like, wait, like you managed the largest comedy club in the nation. Wait, <laughs> you managed a rock band that sells out Madison Square Gardens. Wait, then you went and owned five body shops. Like, how does this, like, where's the linear progression? Right. But really, for me, it's about opportunities. I will never say no to an opportunity. And it's about being a business person, right? Like, I love business. A rock band is a business, mm-hmm. they make a lot of freaking money. Mm-hmm. And how do you do it? Like, what are your streams of revenue, right? A comedy club is a business. Did I have to throw people out all the time because they're obnoxious? Absolutely, but it's still a business, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. I love to build businesses. It's my what I've done for years. Yeah, but you're that's, you're,
3: that's, you're like a serial leader. entrepreneur, though. Like you're you're the model serial entrepreneur. You have like for all of us founder kind of kind of super hyper entrepreneurs and franchising. You're like you speak the language. I think all of that's super relevant and interesting, and that's my most fascinating part of your story is all the kind of disparate things you've done and how you, like the rest of us got stuck in franchising, <laughs> not not by design. <laughs> 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 you know, kind of here. But, but, you know, like, I think that that's actually really interesting. I would, I would lead with that. I'd say like, this is what makes me, you know, they say like on TikTok, you know, you have to pin your personal story at the top. Like, here's why you should give a crap about me. And here's what I, here's who I am. Here's mm-hmm. what I stand for. Almost like a little 60 second manifesto. I, w- I would say all that stuff. Like, I think it's fascinating. It makes me want, that's why I like working with you. I think yeah. it's neat. Like, I know mm-hmm. I can come up with a crazy business idea and bounce it off of you and you'll hang in the conversation with me. It's just like talking to myself. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hughes powers the networks that people and franchises everywhere depend on. Hughes enables franchises to attract and retain more customers and create consistent brand experiences across locations. A secure, high-performing network can protect a franchise against data breaches and the harm they can cause a brand and business. Hughes is small enough to care and large enough to succeed. Find out how Hughes can become your networking partner at the 2023 IFA Convention. Meet the team in the Exhibit Hall booth 303 or join Carl Udler's Roundtable on Revenue Assurance or visit Hughes.com slash franchise. Dinesa, let's hear from you. Anything from, from years past that you've kind of downplayed and now you're kind of looking at that in a different light, like something that you're very passionate about or maybe other projects?
2: Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I think, um, and I think you, there's a point in your life and your career as you're starting out your career, you feel like your resume is who you are. That's what defines you. Um, and, and then at some point you just don't care anymore. You're like, this is who I am. This is, I'm proud of my background. You know, I, I, we always joke around, you know, my family for for the 19 years I was with service brands, my family used to always joke around that I used to clean homes for families or for a living. And, and you, and you do all this work to help them understand that's not what I do, but how do you help them understand what you actually do, you know, and, and nobody understands that. And so, so you focus less on, you know, um, I worked for an amazing brand that grew, um, and added additional brands. And then finally you just realize, Hey, um, the experience that I learned there um, has taught me so many things. Some of my very best friends have come from working there and we have amazing stories. Some that are maybe uh, some that are rated G and some that are maybe <laughs> a little bit more, uh, <laughs> more sitting around uh, the bar having a drink there uh, kind of stories, but it is and an, at some point that switch flips and you realize this is who I am. This is my background. And, and um, you become really proud of it and, and feel good and, and want to share stories and, and meet people like Ingrid and, and Emily and understand who they are and realize that there's, there's this fun side to them as well. That's um, not all business.
0: Yeah. I changed my Instagram uh, title a few years ago to collector of vinyl cassettes and odd friends and i think that kind of summed up you know what what i do um but it also kind of applies to franchising because as i think thomas it was you who said earlier we all kind of got into this one way or another and and it's kind of this collection of as we sometimes call it the the island of misfit toys in franchising but nobody wants to leave so there's a lot of odd characters around here uh there's a lot of A lot of very outrageous personalities that uh, that we've all met from time to time. Does anybody let's drop a few names. Does anybody have anybody you want to talk about who's just got a really cool or interesting personal brand and franchising anybody that uh, that we want to give a shout out to today.
4: I've got a couple.
1: Okay, Emily, you're
0: up first. Yes.
4: So one of the things that's interesting to me about personal branding, and Danessa, you said this earlier, and it's something that I was thinking about. It's like the old saying about like, your company has a culture, whether you mean to or not, like you have a personal brand, whether you mean to or not. And I feel like that represents me in terms of personal branding. Like I'm very organic. It, It may look calculated. I promise it's not like Wednesday is the only day that I know of the week but there are a couple of people in franchising that I kind of like aspire to be like. One is Megan Riley and she's with Tippy Toes and I don't even know her personally, but I follow her on LinkedIn and the way she does her posts, like even like the structure of her post is always very specific. It's clean, it's crisp. It tells a story, who she tags, what content she shares shares always feels very intentional. And it feels to me like the most beautiful, intentionally curated personal brand in the best way, not like an overdone way. I think another person who does that really well is Brooke Janicek. Um, she's a fractional CMO, the Grow CMO. And she similarly crafts really beautiful posts hers are a little like a little more different every time she did one on um Super Bowl ads and I was like oh sweet this is going to be like the rundown of Super Bowl ads so I don't have to watch them but she actually came with like this super unique angle on the Super Bowl ads and that it was like that's Brooke and it really showed her personal brand she shines through in her posts, so like those two are two that I think are just crushing it for personal branding on LinkedIn I, I love
0: that you mentioned Megan because you're the third person in the past two weeks who have mentioned her to me and I don't know her at all, but um, yeah. now I'm going to be chasing her down to try to get her on a podcast sometime soon. So
4: yeah, I would love to meet her, but <laughs> yeah, she fascinates me the way she posts. I think it's really cool.
0: Very cool. Anybody else have some ideas? Yeah, on you some know, of you, um, friends?
3: Like, you know, and a couple of my people are inter- international, uh, actually some of my best personal branding The models that I pay attention to are international. John DeHart, who was founded Nurse Next Door and was head of the Mm -hmm. CFA, he's Vancouver guy, uh, an amazing franchise guy, Um, is great to follow. He talks about storytelling and he's probably the best thought leader on franchising culture that I've, if you haven't tuned into him, he's fabulous in the way he does. Also very intentional and very journalistic inclusive in his storytelling i like greg nathan a lot from australia everybody knows and we forget about him because he's kind of so far away but man his content is very powerful and helpful and interesting and you know he plays the same kind of guitar that i play and so we've um, a neat guy you know really fun guy to know um i like um when you know so you're talking about the structure and the intentionality and the formula that she uses And I think that's, I think we would be remiss if we didn't talk about that. Like, I don't, I don't think you can do personal branding just randomly. It's not really, I I mean, you have to be, to to cram um, an influential thought into 60 seconds, you really have to use some structure and do some, there's a lot more to it than just getting a a microphone and recording yourself. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. you have hooks, positive and negative and promises and calls to action and, and, you know, there's really some interesting learning curve to how you do that stuff to make it really, really effective. Um, there's a, a UK franchise called Panda Hub. It's a it's an auto detailing, mobile auto detailing. They use Lamborghini steam cleaners. They're really, if you look it up on TikTok, it's called Panda Hub. Um, I think personal branding isn't just about a single person. I think it's, we would be also remiss if we didn't talk about um, how a brand has an opportunity to do its own personal branding and you can build a relationship with the brand. And that I think that's the next frontier is you'll see streams of content, the founder, the CEO, the development person, you know, the brand itself, like a behind the scenes kind of thing. But if you look up Panda Hub on TikTok, I think they've done they've just done an amazing job. They have TikToks with million views. You know, it's just crazy. I'm yeah. got a franchise, a mobile, a mobile auto detailing franchise, a really basic franchise system.
0: The, the two things I love that you said there, first of all, look it up on TikTok. Remember TikTok. remember back in the old days when we used to say uh, Google no. it? Now we say look it up on TikTok. Um, but also the idea, and, and I, I'm thinking especially for LinkedIn right now, the idea of promoting your branded or maybe personally branded content on a company page or a group or something like that. That's going to take forever to reach anybody because the algorithms just are not in your favor, and all of you probably have far more followers than your company does, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna guess that right now. I know I certainly do. Um, and to put something out on a corporate LinkedIn page that someone might actually find valuable is almost a crime because nobody's gonna see it. So I think the, the yeah. next thing that that we all need to do in franchising is get all of the executives and all of these people that we're talking about who have kind of a cool personal brand to make sure that they're posting regularly and they're sharing that stuff on LinkedIn because if they don't we're not going to see it or if they have their you know their their social media manager from their company posted on the on the corporate <laughs> page, nobody's going to see that stuff. So I think that idea of of not going, a mile deep on the corporate page, but going an inch deep, but a mile wide with all of these people from inside a company sharing really cool stuff. I think that's how you build a company's more personal brand. Uh, Danessa, anybody in franchising you want to give a shout out to that's just got a cool brand these days? Yeah.
2: Well, I'm glad that Thomas, you mentioned uh, Greg Nathan, and I'm going to just give you just a really quick story on Greg Nathan because it talks about the power of his personal brand. You know, um, I mean, if you're in franchising, you know Greg Nathan and and um, the um, his um, book on um, for field support on how to you know just oh, be yeah. awesome in the field. I mean, that's a bible, right? It and is. so I yeah. I it is something that you know uh, I've always um, used as I I um, coach new franchise business coaches all of that so it's 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 like you feel like you know him well so I find myself at one of the roundtables at IFA and it was on you know building better relationships and I'm sitting there and there's this guy who's just speaks with a wonderful Australian accent and I'm just and we're having a great conversation and it's all wonderful and then it finally clicks for me that this is Greg Nathan I'm <laughs> sitting at the same table as Greg Nathan and I'm like now I can't talk I can't speak coherently because I'm like this is the guy and the I guy, just, yeah, 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 and Mr. Rogers,
3: he's like the Mr. Rogers of franchising. If oh. I'm <laughs> and so nice, so nice. He's the nicest guy ever. He's a psychologist, and his um field visit uh field manual, I think, franchise operations, field visit, field. like if you've ever done opera, I learned franchising from him. Like, it, yeah. I read that book and it changed my life, you know, it's like, right. Unbelievable book, and you can buy PDFs of it online. But, but he still does a good job of just you know being really intentional about his branding from the other side of the globe. You know, but it's it's really the impact is really, really high, for sure. He
2: did he did pass out some materials, and I slid it back over, and I'm like, would you mind autographing this? Oh my
0: gosh! (laughs) And he had to be thrilled with that too, right? Like who who wouldn't just be you know feeling so good about that? I
2: I shared it with everybody I knew. Yeah. Um, So Greg Nathan, always fan, and I love, I love what he's done. Um, I would say the other person for me that um, unless I think about personal branding and I think about someone who um I I admire and um respect is um Angela Cote. I mean she She does a good job. Yeah. She's great. I mean, I mean, I feel like she's also like branded a color and she's branded, you know. when you see her, she's, you know, she, she's always, you know, go be awesome. And, and, you know, I mean, she's great at her round tables and, and just sharing information and, and inviting people to <laughs> be a part of, of whatever it is she's got going on, but, um, always inclusive, always, anytime you see her, it's like, she's your best friend and you guys need to catch up. Um, I love her Robin and, um, and Andrew rants in and their car. And, you know, it's just real. It's, it's who they are and they, they talk about real things, but then she shares some of her personal stuff as well. And yeah. um, so for me, I, I, I think about Ange and, and the things that she does and she's accomplished and, um, and I, and I do, I think it's intentional and she does it really well.
0: Yeah. You know, me. she's not a real person, right? That's an AI program. <laughs> I I'm, I'm here to finger try. things. Yeah,
3: for sure. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, you know, what's interesting is it's a relatively short list of people who were really visible on a personal level and yeah. across the boundaries of business and do like any of those people we talked about. If you think about how big our industry is, we do a really bad job of branding and personal branding. Like we just don't. Um, I mean, there's so many um, influential people that have so much to offer. I think about all the astoundingly good franchise attorneys, the operations people who are the unsung heroes, or franchising the back office marketing people, the top performing multi-unit franchisees that live in a house that's an entire city block long, and make more than anybody in franchising. Some of those people, you know, we don't hear from them, and they have amazing stories. I would really like to see people attack personal branding more, and I think they will. Like, but I, I think it. what people always say, aren't you like worried about putting yourself out that much? Like every day, like that's a lot.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's a lot to produce, but I think also most of these folks, especially when we start getting into the franchise attorneys um, who there's many of them who have wild personalities. They just don't want you to know it. Right. Um, I, I think they're probably concerned with the same thing that the four of the five of us were talking about a few minutes ago that ah, maybe that's not appropriate for my business. And and I don't want to bring that up. So. So, yeah, I agree. I, I hope more people get out there and we we see some more characters hitting the street. Ingrid, how about you? Who who is sort of top of mind in franchising when it comes to personal branding to you?
1: Well, two things. I want to answer that question, but I also want to spin off Thomas. Okay. The first one to answer that question is is Jessica Yarmy? I believe her last name is. She does the kickboxing. um, Oh, yeah. The kickhouse. Yeah. She does a really good job of just telling her story and talking about women and being a woman entrepreneur and a serial entrepreneur. She's just, I don't know her again personally. We've had one LinkedIn conversation like, hey, we should get to know each other. I'm like, yeah. And we never have because life um, so, she's actually somebody that I need to actually reach out to and, and chat with, but she does a really good job. And I'm really always impressed by her content and her conversation and her authenticity. So, which I think is, uh, you know, again, a big part of your personal brand. Also, spinning off what Thomas said and Anna- wow. a conversation with Vanessa and I had at dinner the other night, talking about those unsung heroes, she was talking about her team. And I don't want to speak for her, but I think a big part of personal branding is actually building your brand, right? So, I work for Stay in Your Lane, right? I own Stay in Your Lane building that brand through my personal branding, right? And Emily does the same for FBR. Vanessa and I had an interesting conversation about her encouraging her um, internal staff to be on LinkedIn and to build relationships and to reach out. And um, it makes us better, right? Personal branding actually can be kind of a mentorship scenario where like, people are then reaching out to you and saying like, hey, I need your help. And they get to know you on a different level too. So just spinning off of what Thomas said. Um, that kind of unsung heroes thing, but encouraging them to, to be a little bit louder and to also like, it only helps bio one when genesis people are talking about bio one or what they did or what they're learning or this conference they went to together, that kind of scenario. So.
0: Excellent. I'll throw my, uh, uh, personal brand hero out there, uh, recently is, uh, a, a friend of franchising to all of us, uh, named Susan Beth. We were having a chat on Friday uh, over over a couple of beers, and she said, uh, "You know, she's been doing a lot of really interesting stuff outside of franchising." And she said something about, "You know, gee, I don't even know if the next generation of franchising people are even going to know who I am." And I and I had the pleasure, Ingrid, of telling her that, uh, that you and I and a few other friends had had a phone call earlier that day, and I mentioned that we were we were going to have lunch. And and one of our friends on the call said, "You know Susan Beth," and it was kind of like that Greg Nathan moment. She's I think maybe she's the American Greg Nathan now. And uh, I'm I'm like yeah yeah we've met yeah. Uh, <laughs> so so you know kind of rock star status for uh, for some of these folks that um, a lot of people have probably seen. Thomas, you're going to be there pretty soon. There will be more people who have seen your videos than who have ever met you in person. Think about that for a moment.
3: Yeah, we went to that trade show in Houston and I was, I don't know who those people were, but they watched the video. You know, people, I was talking to somebody today that hasn't ever liked a video and we just connected on LinkedIn. And he said, I saw your video somewhere else and I sent it to my son's 18 and he sent a video about like, this is what I would do if I was 18. I would do this. And maybe a job isn't what you should do with your life. Maybe you should start a business and learn because you can screw up a lot in your 20s. It doesn't really matter. And he said to his kid, his kid's making different career decisions. off Often my little 60 second video, it's kind of, a, that's happening a lot. And yeah. I think in franchising, we just underestimate the scope of influence we have in the business model that we're in and how it can make dramatically positive impacts for people's lives and change communities. Like we, this is not normal. What we do, <laughs> Like it, <laughs> we, we get so like used to just talking our own jargon and in our own circles like, you can really, like, there's 25 million people looking to start a business this year at any point in the United States alone. Like, we we could quadruple the size of this industry, and personal branding is where it starts. Like, we have to get the message out, and I think you have to. I want to go back to one really quick thing you said earlier. Um, you can't promote a post on LinkedIn, and you turned me on a native LinkedIn video. So, I use a lot of my format as a video posted to LinkedIn with about a three or 400-word article above it that's well-written. That seems to be the the kind of formula that works for me, a 60 second or less video with captions on it and animations. Um, But you can post that on a company page and then you can advertise it and promote it and put some dollars behind it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Absolutely.
3: Targeting like that's really, you just, they just have to, it's just like any other kind of branding and advertising. You have to have messages that are emotionally relevant to people and push them out. Like you just, you have to participate in the advertising game and that's just, I think LinkedIn um funny how stuff comes and goes. Facebook was way up and then it was way down now it's way up again. And LinkedIn was not so good. Then it was really good. Then it wasn't good. Now it's like the hottest thing around. LinkedIn native video is crazy good right now.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think it all comes back to um, what you're trying to accomplish. For a long time, I was telling uh, small business owners, franchisees, you know even if they were doing something b2b like hey should we advertise a little on linkedin and i'm like yeah how much money you got cuz it's really freaking expensive right so let's every dollar you you throw over there is is you know a lot less than you can spend on facebook and that's where you're getting results however for this personal branding thing that we're talking about now linkedin is probably the the place where you would want to spend a little bit more of that ad budget. And let's just see how it works. So let's actually wrap up there. If people are interested in sort of building their own personal brand, they don't know what to do. And and even before we get into spending money on marketing and, and ad spends and things like that, where should someone start? Like, you know, do you, do you go out and color your hair a different color and start dressing a certain way or you know doing something like that or or where do you kind of look inside and and see what you want your personal brand to look like Emily we'll we'll start with you
4: Yeah, I think that's just it like you have to do a little bit of self-reflection and what feels the most natural to you? And then how can you take that thing that feels most natural to you like making cocktails in your home bar and then step it just a little outside of your comfort zone like posting that publicly for other people to see on LinkedIn. So like start with where you feel most comfortable and then just push that comfort outside of of your immediate comfort zone. And then just let it grow. I, I think Thomas is doing some really cool things, being really more intentional about working the platforms. Mm-hmm. But just start somewhere and see where the journey takes you.
0: Yeah, Ingrid, where would you say we should start with that journey?
1: Um, I started, and I think that it's important to really evaluate yourself and do some like what, how, why Simon Sinek kind of scenario. Like, what is what is your point in doing this? Like, what what are you trying to accomplish? And mine is based on long-term redemptive relationships. I like long-term relationships with people that like are redemptive in nature. So what am I doing to promote that and to promote whether that be in franchising or in work that I do with people on the margins or what does that all look like? And that's, that's where I started. And then everything kind of plays into that, whether it's branding for stay in your lane or it's my personal brand of helping people on Christmas on reservations. Like I think that's where I started. And that's kind of everything that touches me. Does that make sense?
0: Absolutely, it does. I think that you do this great job of sort of blending the personal and business. And you don't really, um, a a lot of people, I still see them doing, well, now I'm going to do a business post. And now I'm going to do a personal post. And yours are kind of, you know, like all of our lives, it's all kind of, you know, merging together at some point so I think finding if if I'm hearing you right finding that that personal part that you want to share and you want to maybe uh, share with some business people
1: yeah I mean we all have passions right and we all have Mm -hmm. things we care about and I think it's really fun to be able to share those with people because that's how I got into what I'm into right like yeah I, I, I got into being Interested in Native American issues because I worked for dispatch and was in, you know, in that realm and the nonprofit world with them and managing a nonprofit with them. So, I mean, you get to give people experiences through your experiences, too. So sharing that is important.
0: Excellent. Thomas, where should we start if we're really looking to sort of grow our own personal brand?
3: Yeah, I mean, having, you know, kind of with intention, (laughs) I sound like a robot. Um, You know, I I think because we're in the systems business in franchising, you should be a little systematic about this. I don't think Mm -hmm. it should just be a throw to the wind. Um, And I have Ingrid to thank for this because Ingrid did uh, what she calls a brand sprint, which is her genius, you know, which is She's done it with three of my brands and me personally. And man, like, I don't think I would be able to kind of coalesce my thoughts of what I stand for, what I'm trying to accomplish and come up with the cyclical themes that I'm trying to talk about. I think getting somebody to help you gel your ideas is really critical. Like you would take so long to have gotten where I got if I hadn't engaged, stay in your lane for the throw a bun again to Ingrid, which is just really good at that. That's a reasonably priced thing to do. And I think everybody should do that. Just... Uh, who's your what who hi what's the language what are you trying to accomplish like you know ingrid's very thoughtful about that she knows exactly what she's a lots of us are just working <laughs> you know we're like i don't know i'm trying to sell franchises and trying to support people and have them make money and be happy and trying to win fbr awards and you know we don't we lose sight of like why the hell are we here in the first place and what mm-hmm. are we actually trying to do in this kind of cool industry that we're in so I think a brand sprint or some equivalent, um, and definitely you should reach out to Ingrid and if you don't know what that is or want to learn more about that was the most beneficial thing I've done with both of my brands and and, and it that kind of like helped it just launch. Like I think yeah. without that it would have been a lot harder to pull off what we pulled off in the last ninety days.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. I enjoyed the experience as well. And um if you are not sure what your personal brand looks like, ask your friends because they know. Yeah. They right? know <laughs> they they know, they'll and, and your good friends will tell you. So and they'll tell you the truth, I hope. So, Danessa, we'll close it out with you. If if somebody's really interested in sort of growing their personal brand online, in person, anywhere, where should they start?
2: Yeah, it well, I don't know if I have much more to add than what uh, Emily Thomas and Ingrid um, uh, mentioned. And I love, Jack, that you mentioned, you know, ask your friends. Because, uh, like we said, you know, that's they're they're going to be brutally honest with you um, and give <laughs> give you everything. But um, we actually just um, recently had um, Brian Will. Um, he was the author of um, Dropout Millionaire on the WFC Clubhouse, and one of the things that he talked about was absolutely start with your why. Um, you got to you know why do you do it? Because it's easy to talk about once you know what your why is. It's easy to talk about why you do what you do, what you represent. Um, But I think the other piece he talked about was a healthy dose of ego. Um, Not too much, you know, you got to check yourself. But I think as we talk about our personal brand, sometimes we're a little timid about it. And um, so when we talk about promoting it and whether it's on LinkedIn or whether it's, you know, any other social media is to, um, is to be confident about it, have that healthy dose of ego and, and um, be proud of, of what you represent and, and who you are and whether it's your brand or, or you personally, I think it's important. We always have to remember that and especially as women, I think.
0: Before we go, a quick word from career plug. Would you or your franchisees like to learn how to put hiring on autopilot? CareerPlug's hiring software was built with the needs of franchise businesses in mind. That's why over 300 franchise brands have partnered with CareerPlug to help their franchisees make quality hires. Stop by CareerPlug's booth at this year's IFA convention or go to CareerPlug.com to learn how to put your hiring on autopilot. Franchisors who schedule a demo will enjoy $50 in Grubhub on Career Plug. And thanks for listening to Social Geek. Your comeback of a lifetime starts now. This is The Social Geek Radio Network.